It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Welcome back. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits and other way vcin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Paulie, we'll begin this hour talking more uh, NFL playoffs, specifically in the NFC with this uh, juggernaut that is the San Francisco 49ers and former 49er great and three-time Super Bowl champ, Randy Cross, joins the program now. Good morning, Randy. Thanks for the time today. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, current state of the franchise, when you go back to your playing days, right? Montana, Young, Garcia, Garoppolo, Purdy. Just like we we all predicted, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's... uh... It's kind of like the second best quarterback story in football in general, right behind Stetson Bennett, um, as to guys that so-called experts, uh, I know myself included on Stetson Bennett, you kind of kept going to the, the, the latest five-star tricky name to say, well, he should be starting, not this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Purdy's the same way. I mean, you're, that Mr. Irrelevant thing's been worn out a little bit, mm-hmm. but – just appreciate what's happened because you just don't see guys that do things in major college football 
and then go to the pros their rookie year, get a chance, and do the exact same kind of stuff. I mean, this is how he played at Iowa State, so it, sh- it doesn't surprise too many Cyclone fans. Yeah. But for people that haven't watched this guy religiously, it's been pretty stunning. Okay, so two things completely opposite, though, on Brock Purdy. Um, I've been asking this question now for a couple of weeks, like a lot of people. When does it actually catch up with him? But Randy, if it doesn't, I'll ask you this. How do they lose? Well, I I always start when I talk about this particular team, and I I think that's why you have to kind of uh, compartmentalize uh, these these football teams. You you can't say, well, given their history, because – we have found out that history is what happened last month, not what happened last year or last decade. Um, given given these teams or given this specific team, if this defense can can play like it has this season, and given sort of last last week's Raider game is sort of an anomaly, um, there's no limit to what they can do. It takes a lot of pressure off the offense in general to have that kind of defense. Because this defense, the way they've played, and as intimidating as they've been, um, makes them about as good as the Niners have had, and it makes it also as good as some teams. But teams that have this style of defense that's dominated, um, to be successful, you got to win it all. So let's see how they do. But they've got a defense that's good enough to win it all and an offense that's smart enough not to make so many mistakes that they get in the way. Well, you're the perfect guy to talk to on those great 49er teams, and you are the legendary Bill Walsh. But can can they are they going to have a, are they a good sized favorite to make it to the Super Bowl because of how good Shanahan is, in your opinion? Um, you know, I think what Kyle and John Lynch have done, uh, maybe more teams ought to take a close look at linking their GMs and and some have, but linking their GM and their their head coach together contracts and everything else and giving them long-term deals and saying look here you are you know I I was involved early in my career with a lot of that crap of fire the coach after one year Mm -hmm. bring somebody else and a whole new group you know two years later fire the general manager and another coach Um, the Niners were smart they they linked these guys together they gave them the time and it worked well and they were rewarded so I think what Kyle does offensively is is pretty innovative and at least, um, you know, smart football. But, you know, the whole package is, is what makes them so good. That offense, and then getting to add Christian McCaffrey to it mm-hmm. for what's now looks like a pretty reasonable price uh, compared to, you know, what they paid for the quarterback, the young quarterback who's hurt, um, you know, Trey and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I just think what they've done has been amazing. But it's been both of those guys more than it's just just been Kyle and his scheme, which I think Kyle's scheme is pretty remarkable. But sure. What those two have done together has been the key. You probably had the bye almost every year, but how did Bill Walsh treat rest versus rust, and how did he treat games late in the season when you already knew what, what seed you had and how that worked out, and you could tie it into what happened with Staley and the Chargers. With You already knew what you were doing, and guys were still in the game and getting carted off. Yeah, anytime we were in the wild card round, it wasn't always a great experience. Um, some years we'd make it to the divisional, then we'd make it to maybe the cha- NFC Championship after a wild card week. But the big years were always with that week of rest, and it's it's valuable as long as you understand how you're supposed to play. You know, you saw a great example of it last night. 
in how Georgia handled TCU. Georgia played at their level. They played at Mm -hmm. what they always expect to play at. And and when you see teams operating like that and the great teams in the NFL do the same things, um, they're incredibly hard to beat. And that's what we were like. When you gave us a week off Mm -hmm. and we could rest our bodies, we were already rested. That's what people kind of missed out on. We weren't beating the crap out of each other the last couple months of the season. So when we got to January, we were fresh already. We didn't, we didn't necessarily need a week of rest. All a week, an extra week did for us is give us more game plan time and more, uh, more tweaking the toys time when it came to our offense. Mm-hmm. And if anybody got benefited from a rest, it were some of those beasts we had on D. Those guys, mm-hmm. the way they hit people, they needed a little extra time to relax. Very good answer. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, three-time Super Bowl champ, former 49ers great Randy Cross with us here on the show today. Uh, assuming that Jalen Hurts would be healthy if and when the Niners would go to Philadelphia, that obviously would not be an easy game. But how many other teams in the NFC actually scare you? Um, well, if you're smart, all of them. Because playoffs... W- I had a few experiences that were rather jolting in my career, and nothing's more jolting than being on a really good team that loses and is out really fast in the playoffs. That that brings you back to reality faster than anything else. Um, so I, I don't I don't think there's anybody that's in this thing that's unreasonable. That's why I say with San Francisco playing Seattle in this first first round in the wild card round. That's a dangerous team that's very familiar with you. And go down that list of the matchups you have uh, in the wild card round. It, it should terrify every, every single team, and it will make them concentrate, you know, that much harder. I, I just think once you get in the tournament, anybody. I mean, I could go all the way down to Trevor Lawrence and the Jags over on the AFC side. You know, there's a chance they could be that style, you know, that Cinderella-style team, the way that they've played mm-hmm. and the way they've kind of, you know, gotten better at the end of the year. You, you never know. A crazy things happen. Uh, 87, you mm-hmm. lost to the Vikings. Anthony Carter. I couldn't believe yeah. it, how big of an upset that was. Oh. Uh, what would you, you do if you're Sean Payton? Uh, what would I do if I was Sean Payton? Well, if I still had the itch, and it kind of looks like he does, uh, I would play it for everything I got, uh, and I, I'd go wherever I had the – I liked the talent the most for what I wanted to do. Um, and he, he's a smart guy. I, I, there's fewer, fewer coaches that have, have maximized their talent. But, again, he and Mickey Loomis played off each other, and they were another great matchup between a coach and mm-hmm. a general manager. And that's what he needs to look for, too. He needs to find the sort of symbiotic relationship he can have in an organization. So he, he's not going to – coaches don't do it by themselves. I don't care how great the coach is. The guys around him and the people around him are what make his job easier. So I think that's what Sean will concentrate on. And I'd stay the hell away from certain divisions and certain teams. Absolutely. Yes. No doubt. Yes. Uh, Randy, we have like 90 seconds here. You went to UCLA. Do you like the idea of the Bruins going to the Big Ten, or do you hate it? Um, I, I like it only because I appreciate what this game has become. 
Um, people say, oh, oh my God, they're going to have their field hockey team going to Rutgers, and, <laughs> uh, you know, for matches and the volleyball team's going to have to play Penn State and Happy Valley and go to Michigan. You know what? This ain't about all the other sports. This ain't about the country club sports. This is about two sports. This is about football and it's about basketball, but it's all about the dead presidents. Yeah, and yeah. there are more of those more of those dead presidents in the Big Ten, and that's what it's about. And I, I, I take my hat hat off to everybody at UCLA for making this move. And I think when they look back at it, they'll be glad they're part of the part of the program because there's going to be a big club coming up. And if you ain't in it, you ain't getting the money. Yeah, no kidding. You can follow Randy on Twitter. He is at Randy Cross FB. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much, and good luck to the Niners. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you, Randy. I want a tour of his house. What a backdrop. That is, is that the best backdrop we've seen? It's like he seen? lives in a castle. It's incredible. <laughs> I know. That was awesome. Wow. Bookshelf and everything. Like Knives Out the fir- with the first yeah. movie with uh, the castle the guy had. Oh, there. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right? Oh, very good. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, but, but I think he was going to go down that path of the 87 team when you brought that I know, up. I should. I, I saw know. the look on his face. I was like, oh, boy. I know. Well, he brought I Yeah. 35 years ago. Looks How like much it stings. It, I know. It felt like he remembered it like it was yesterday. I know. I should have let him go. I think he might have. Yeah, Montana threw a pick six in that game. They were like 14 and two. They got killed. Oh, they were unbelievable yeah, that year. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm here for the this Trey Lance discussion. You can't change quarterbacks if you go to the Super Bowl. Well, they won't. Or the they, NFC they won't. title game. I mean, what do you. There's no way they will. I don't they, care what you give up for the guy. Can't do it. Even if they lose to the Eagles in a close game. No. Can't do it. Up next, we'll give you a prime example why betting unders on season-long props is the way to go. And we'll tie in individual NFL numbers that surprised us over the course of the full season. I knew he had a good year, but not this good. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. It's now heard on Sports Map Radio across the country. Great radio stations like ESPN Kansas City and Kansas City, Missouri. You're listening to live to the best in sports news and info from the sports betting capital of the world. Welcome to Follow the Money. Welcome aboard to the VSIN family. Good to have you. Hello, everyone. If we go back to August, we had a guest on. His name is uh, Connor Allen, who studied player props, like season long player props over the last handful of years. And he realized that, uh, and he did going in, but he wanted to know the numbers. It was like an overwhelming amount of uh, player props go under because so many things are in your favor when you bet unders, injuries to that player, um, quarterback changes, bad coaching. A lot of variables could go into it. You need a lot to go over rather than under. And it was like 72%, I believe, over the last three or four years where all these props are coming under. So we've had a guest on this show before, Chris Earle. It was during, for people who mm-hmm. have been with the show for a long time, they'll remember this. He came on during the, the first ever Field of Dreams baseball game, Yankees-White Sox, and he had an incredible breakdown of why he thought the game would go over, and it did. So he reached out to me after the season was complete um, a, day, a day or two ago, and he said that uh, it was a great day for me, grading season-long props, the wide receiver yardage props, Specifically, and I think he heard the spot with Connor that day back in August. Mm-hmm. He Chris told, and he Chris works for Fox Four in Fort Myers in Florida. Uh, he told me that he blindly bet on everyone on the board while he was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, at the airport, waiting to fly out. It was nothing big, but he was able to squeeze in fifty-seven bets at the airport, just taking every single under on wide receiver props. 
he went 36 and 21. Some of the big names got there, like Chase, Je- uh, Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Diggs, but mostly in other spots where they had like quarterback injuries, Arizona, Baltimore, the Rams, Tennessee, everything went under. Everything. The Raiders, uh, other than Adams, everything went mm-hmm. under. Okay. Very good to him. Just not, just heard that spot, blindly bet every under 36 and 21. Isn't that incredible? That is. But it's like, uh, yeah, that's a, we've used that as a pro tip before from Frank B. I mean, oh, so many things have to be right just to be in that position for you to cash in over. Yeah. With a guy in a game or over a season. Injury, coaching change, game flow. Exactly right. From game to game or for year in, year out. You have to get the targets, right? Yep. A lot of things have to go your way to actually One go over. Injury to the quarterback. I mean, all of it, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, some numbers that surprised us during the regular season. And I said this before the break. Obviously, I knew that he had a good year. In fact, I owned him in two fantasy leagues. I didn't know the year was... When you break down like the overall numbers, how about Jared Goff? He was eighth in completions and sixth in attempts. He was 19th overall in uh, completion percentage, but it was still 65%, which is really good. He was sixth overall in the NFL in yards, seventh in yards per attempt, Paul, he tied for fifth in passing touchdowns and only had seven INTs. And when you go a little bit deeper than that, he was fifth in QBR, seventh in rating, eighth in EPA per play, seventh in EPA per pass play, and second in play-action EPA per play to go along with third EPA blitz per play. The guy had probably his best season ever as a pro, and they absolutely dominated that trade now with the Rams. Yes, Good for them. Mm-hmm. Knocked it out of the park. Good for him. Yes, for sure. Um, did you realize that Zeke Elliott rushed for 3.8 yards per carry, but he still had 12 touchdowns? Well, they're playing the wrong guy. I mean, uh, Pollard should get the majority of the carries. Of course they should. And that, uh, that that's, again, on, on McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Boy, wonder. I mean, that's just, I know what the contract is, but come on. Touchdowns, that's just the luck factor, Of course, too. I mean, who, who, no one line. thinks Jamal Williams is one of the best backs in the league. It's just all the one-yard touchdowns and even go back to touchdown Tommy. Sure. Uh, Vardell, but that's just, you know. You... Mixon only had 814 yards yeah. rushing, 3.9 yards per carry. Is yeah. that, how big of a concern is the lack yeah. there of uh, the running game in the playoffs? for the Yeah, Bengals? maybe a little bit, and also the offensive line. But uh, Burrow in a big game and how he's owned Mahomes, that's scary. But people keep bringing that up. Can't wait to find out, but certainly when you watch what has transpired uh, with the short game on Monday night and how they fared against Mac Jones, you're not telling me Burrow's going to throw all over Buffalo if that's the matchup in two weeks? If we have nice weather? Yep. Or it's not, you know, winds are howling at 27 miles an hour and maybe some precipitation. Uh, Travis Etienne, after missing his entire rookie season, had 1,125 yards and ran for more than five yards per carry. Great season for him. Mm-hmm. Um I think he would, if he would have played a little bit in his rookie year, then got injured, I think he'd be a great candidate for comeback player of the year, but he never played his rookie year. Uh, I, this hurts our feelings. Damian Pierce had 939 yards rushing, and the reason why I say that is because we had big numbers on him to win rookie of the year. Kenneth Walker led all rookies with 1,050. Pierce missed four games overall. What's realistic for Pierce? 1,200 yards? Maybe yeah. he maybe he yeah. wins rookie of the year if he doesn't get hurt because remember when he got hurt, they were still competitive in a lot of these games down the stretch, winning the last game against the Colts. Mm-hmm. 
AB puts up 1,200 yards and uh, you know touchdowns are seven, eight touchdowns on the year. Uh, this one, a couple of these blew me away. We brought up Josh Jacobs yesterday. He led the league in rushing yards. Contract year, played in the Hall of Fame game. He had 93 rushing first downs on the year. Nick Chubb was second with 69. Jacobs was a complete beast on the year. And then I only bet Devontae Smith on a couple of props throughout the entire year. I did not realize Devontae Smith for the Eagles had 95 catches for 1,196 yards and seven touchdowns. Do you know how good of a season that is for a guy that's... I mean, we don't even talk about Devontae Smith. Yeah, I thought the same thing, right, because it was A.J. Brown. Right. The same thing in Miami. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. Waddle had 13.56. He was seventh in yards. And, yeah, and he so led... You don't, the, you don't hear much much uh, discussion about him and how good Waddle is. Really at all. And yeah. he, he led the league in uh, yards per catch at more than 18. Uh-huh. Good list. Good for him. Brady was third in passing yards. Ah, this offense stinks and the offensive line yeah. issues in the past, right? He was third in passing yards. And he led in completions again this year. Yep. Wilson for the Jets. Stuck with Zach Wilson and some of the bad co- the, we've put in, but they didn't score a touchdown in their last three games. He still had eleven hundred yards. Oh. What could have been for Wilson if he had Mike White the whole year. I was surprised by this. Bill Barnwell, ESPN came out with his awards yesterday. He has Olave winning rookie of the year over Wilson. Oh, I can't get there. And he did not have he didn't no. have Kenny Kenny Walker listed. I don't believe. Wow, Gabe Davis only 800 yards receiving. That was uh, very disappointing for coming him. coming off the playoff game last year against the Chiefs. The hype was, about, he, was way sure too was. real with him. Yep, Fields was seventh in rushing yards. He had more than Walker and Stevenson the year that that Fields had rushing. And he led the entire league in rushing per attempt. Very good. Geno Smith most yards passing in a season in Seahawks history. Now, how funky is he that? He topped Russell Wilson. Yes, he did. Right? Some of these guys, it's not, even though they've had a, a nice uh, history, but I mean, Dave Craig, I mean, go back, who are some of the Seahawks quarterbacks? Not a great list. No, I mean, it's Russell that, with a bullet. Yeah, but he, he got there. And then the books didn't put it up this week, and it was too bad. They always have weekly leaders, most passing, most rushing, most receiving. Detective Mills led. With 298. 298 yards? Anthony Brown had 286. Oh. What the hell would that number have been? If that doesn't go to overtime, uh, well, the two-point, the shootout, though. Yeah. If they're not throwing exclusively on the last well, couple drives. Well, he doesn't drives, complete the Hail Mary. Were they, fair enough. Just do it that way. Fourth and 20. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, Anthony I, I, Brown would have cashed. I think he would have been in the field. I no, don't they even, list everybody. Oh, they do? Okay. They list, William oh, Hill God. lists everybody. He would have been the longest shot in the board. It would have been Mike White last year, like 125 yeah. to 1, Anthony yep. Brown. I'll give you a couple more here. So this is not surprising. Amon Ross St. Brown had 106 catches. Love the guy. He's automatic. What is surprising is that Chris Godwin had almost as many catches. He had 104 catches this year. Man. I don't own him in fantasy. I didn't play many of his player, a couple player props on the year. I, I was blown away yesterday looking at numbers. He had 104 catches. Did not realize that. And then when it comes to quarterback rating, believe it or not, Tua finished number one. Slightly ahead ahead of Mahomes. Third, Jimmy Garoppolo. Fifth was Geno Smith in quarterback rating. I knew, again, Tua led for a lot of the year, so I wasn't stunned by that. But Jimmy Garoppolo in 11 games was third overall quarterback rating. Mm Mm-hmm. Shanahan's going to win coach of the year. Uh, you might have something there. Yep, very good. Good list. Fun season. Bananas. And now some of these guys that we just talked about, probably best to bet them under next uh-huh. year. I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you one more from a team standpoint. Buffalo, 
Third most turnovers in the league this year. i am got to be concerned. That'll bite him? Especially with Josh Allen. Yep. Dallas was number two in turnover margin. Well, their defense was so good for most well, of the year. away, I know, but that's... I know, but with Dak throwing all those interceptions... I was going to say, how many takeaways did they have if Dak had 15 INTs? What if it doesn't happen, though? I mean, what if the tur- what if yeah, they if don't force there. turnovers? You're, you're plus two in the turnover margin, plus ten, your quarterback's turning it over every game? Well, I think that was part of it. Wow. We thought it was going to be regression to the mean from last year because they had so many turnovers. Yeah. And, like, for touchdowns as well. Former NFL offensive lineman, current analyst Ross Tucker... On the show up next, we got the NFC side of it with the 49ers, Randy Cross, earlier this hour. Ross will cover the Philly angle. How many teams along with the Niners scare him out of the NFC? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home, all the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether it's football, hockey, or basketball. Bet Rivers has you covered. Join them every week for new promotions Tuesday, hockey, first goal insurance, Sunday, football, parlay insurance, and more. It's a whole new game, and props, props, props are coming with the NFL playoffs. Ross Tucker joins the program now. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL, host of the Even Money podcast, and also myfrontpagestory.com. Ross, good morning. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. How are you today? Absolutely. Good morning, guys. I am fantastic. It's playoff time, which is always very exciting. And I like that we have, you know, six games as opposed to used to just be four. To be honest, with you, I wouldn't mind. If the Lions and the Steelers were in the playoffs playing against the, the Eagles and Chiefs this weekend, I like, I like, I mean, I know some people don't like playoff expansion, but it, I don't have a problem with it. And this year actually would have been a pretty decent year to have eight teams in each conference. Uh, I think we'll get there mm-hmm. probably sooner than later. You're actually, you're calling the Bills Dolphins this week. Uh, we talked about this a little bit early, earlier today on the show, Ross. Tomorrow is a big day for Tua in the concussion protocol process. Uh, I know it's speculation at this point, and maybe a guess. What would you, if, if you had to bet on it right now? Do you think he plays against the Bills or no? Yeah, obviously no inside information, yeah, yeah. so I have no idea. I I'm gonna guess no. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna guess that he is shut down for the rest of the year, but I could very easily be wrong. It's a playoff game. It's a unique opportunity for him and the organization. But, you know, last week, they didn't even consider him playing. And remember, you know, he had suffered a concussion two weeks prior, right? So it's not like the concussion was against the Patriots, and that's why he didn't play against the Jets. The concussion had happened the week before, and last week it was like it wasn't even on the radar screen. Like, there there was no shot, no discussion, nothing. So I am going to lean to guessing that Tua does not play and is not activated for the game, but we'll see. But then there's the question about Bridgewater. Yes. Bridgewater has that pinky issue, (laughs) so we don't know about him. I mean, it's wild. You know, I I think most people would probably tell you that out of the teams that were competing for that last spot in the AFC, I feel like the Dolphins are probably the team that – has the least amount of momentum or the least chance to probably win a game. I mean, the Steelers have been playing pretty good. The Patriots have been kind of a 500 club, but it does feel like the Dolphins are kind of limping in. And now Mostert, who yep. was their best player on offense, 
On, I mean, Mostert was running like a man possessed. Hell yeah. He was unloading on Jets defenders. He has a broken thumb that Mike McDaniel's calling a serious injury, and he might not play. They're, they don't have much of a shot if it's going to be Thompson. They don't have it because you get blown out. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the Bills? And if you were troubled with what you watched defensively against Mac Jones and the Bills' chances moving forward? Well, that's the thing. That's one of the things I'm interested in, right? I know they won by double digit. Guys, they had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and their defense did not look great. And I don't know that any of us know. There's no script, right? None of us know how much they were helped and or hurt by the DeMar Hamlin situation a week ago. Obviously, you would think that it would have affected their preparation and hurt them. But then when the game kicked off, it just felt like that stadium exploded and that it was like a a powder keg of emotion. And you almost feel like that helped them. Now, can they get to that fevered pitch again? Can they get up like that? I mean, I'm sure the fans probably can, but just a different week, right? Now it's like a Sunday one get clock game. It's kind of a nondescript game. The Dolphins aren't playing that great. I actually think there's a lot of potential there for the Dolphins to be able to hang in this one just because of that. I could really, at this point, I could only lean to the Dolphins and the 10 and a half I just don't lay 10 and a half. I, I hate laying a number like that. Yep. So I'm not laying yep. 10 and a half, especially because the Bills aren't trying to win by 10 and a half. They're just trying to win the game. Uh, so right now, I would just be a lean to the Dolphins. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ross Tucker, our guest, again, Even Money Podcast on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. We had uh, Randy Cross on the show a half an hour ago, former 49ers great. And, uh, you know, he gave us a very logical answer when I said, how many teams outside of Philadelphia scare you as a 49, former 49ers player? He said, well, at this point, every team should scare you. Well, we'll ask you, like, uh, to rank the teams then for Philadelphia, right? Assuming that the 49ers are the scariest team going to Philadelphia in their current form, how would you rank the teams behind the 49ers in the NFC? Uh, I think probably after them, I'd still say the Cowboys. You would, okay. Um, I know they didn't look good against the Commanders, and and Dak has kind of been up and down. You know, a lot of people are are banging on Dak this week. I don't know. I mean, until this week, the Cowboys had been scoring the most points in the NFL since Dak had come back. They had been moving the ball very effectively. We know they've got some very talented guys on defense, like Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence. Trayvon Diggs, et cetera. So uh, to be honest with you guys, I only think there's five teams I can see going to the Super Bowl right now. And that is the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals in the AFC. Mm-hmm. And then the Eagles or the Niners in the NFC. If you're forcing me to say another team that maybe could go on a run, I would still say the Cowboys. Um, and then, you know, the Vikings have to be the most disrespected 13-win team I've ever seen. Yeah. And I know the point differential thing. I got all that. I know they've won more than their fair share of one-score games. Like I, I read the same stuff you guys do. Like mm-hmm. I get it, okay? But they still won 13 games. I mean, that's not easy to do. They have a quarterback playing at a top-10 level. They're the best receiver in the NFL. Hawkinson's added a lot. They do have some pass rushers if they get a lead, like Hunter and Darius Smith. And yet I say all those things, and I kind of like the Giants plus three. 
<laughs> oh God! <laughs> Come on. What? What? How about the Sunday night game? What's going on with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson? And is he is he going to be their guy for the future? And do they give him a long term deal? Well, so first of all, uh, most people expect him to play Sunday night, but there are some people that have looked at him, and they're not so sure. He hasn't really done anything. Yes. So I think people are kind of skeptical of whether or not he'll definitely go out there. And if he does, how well he'll be able to play. I don't see him going anywhere to another team, but I also don't see the Ravens giving in on this fully guaranteed contract that he wants. Why would you? He's missed at least five games the last two years. Right. I don't know that he was really playing great this year when he got hurt. And I'll tell you another thing, guys. I don't think Deshaun Watson and the way he played the last six games or whatever it was, I don't think he did Lamar or any of these guys any favor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about buyer beware. And you can say he's rusty, blah, blah, blah. If I'm a Browns fan, I'm scared to death by that contract right now. And it's even just more fuel for a team like the Ravens to say, eh, you know what? Maybe we'll hold off on any type of fully guaranteed deal. If I mean, I'm sure they'll offer him a big average per year, but if he insists on fully guaranteed, I think the Ravens just franchise tag him. All right. How is everything going at myfrontpagestory.com? Awesome. We had a great year. <laughs> uh, we're up like 40%, thanks in part to you guys, and thanks because people realize it's the best gift you can get anybody, and Valentine's Day is a month away already. So listen, if you listen to this show, you know about the value of time. You know about the value of money. Go to myfrontpagestory.com, the best Valentine's Day gift ever, and just knock it out. You don't want to be dealing with this Super Bowl week, okay? You don't want to be dealing with Valentine's Day stuff when you're placing all your prop bets on the Super Bowl. So go to myfrontpagestory.com now and get your significant other the gift that they will – they literally will cry. They'll be so happy – that you gave them this thoughtful of a gift, a story written all about them, myfrontpagestory.com. And you guys have great listeners, by the way, because every time I come on, at least a couple people make an order. So I love that. I love it. You know what? I should cool. I should come up with a code so that uh, next time next I come time. on, all right. here, I promise this. Next time I come on, I'll have a specific code that you guys can get a discount on and that will know they came from from uh, follow the money, which is awesome. Beautiful as always, and entertaining. Listen as you are on the Even Money podcast, and uh, entertaining on Twitter as well at Ross Tucker NFL. Thanks for the time as always, Ross. Of course. See you guys. Have a great week. Thank you. I thought about this this week. What's going to happen when the Super Bowl lands on Valentine's Day? Oh no, that will happen in a handful of years. Is that right? Oh yeah. Oh God. So Valentine's Mercy. Day is going to be on a Sunday, and that will be the Super Bowl. We just went through this in the NBA. Kevin Durant was going to be traded. But the Gobert trade screwed things up. Oh, yeah. This Deshaun Watson contract is going to screw things up. A lot? In the, for quarterbacks and moving forward. I oh, under- look what he got. Well, yeah. that, that's the Browns, though. Right. They're idiots. Right. I understand I mean, how other owners and franchises hate that deal. Oh, absolutely. Fully guaranteed. And plus, this, you, you can't do that. We have odds on Aaron Rodgers' next team if it's not Green Bay. And will the Bears trade the first overall pick? Follow the money. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. If you're looking for a betting edge on today's football game and this weekend's football game, the VSEN's experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. 
for an offer of only $9.99 to get access to our daily recap of the plays by every host and guest, the betting splits, deep dive betting reports, limited time offer, vcin.com slash subscribe. Sign up for only $9.99. Become part of our network, vcin.com slash subscribe. Last night's game, which was not much of a game, but uh, 65-7, to the debacle with Georgia and TCU. Um, this, there's some good trends and numbers up here. And I saw you tried this uh, a little bit on Sunday about the worst bet you made this season. And we went over our predictions earlier. I predicted that we both had the Broncos in the playoffs, but I had I had the Colts every which way but loose. That's my worst. I had division and win total, everything with the Colts over, and no chance. That was your worst. No one? chance. Yeah. I had the Texans twenty to one to win their division after the Week One tie with the Colts. Yeah. I thought somebody weird could win that division. Yeah, well, I, I didn't bet. Weird things happened. Something was an eighteen hundred dollar favorite and and blew a, what seemed like an insurmountable four game lead late. Yeah, that was an how awful that bet. happened. Uh, yeah, should have had the first pick overall in the draft. So we'll ask you what was the worst bet that you made this year in the NFL and uh, on Twitter at Vsin Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. Some of the stuff that we got back. I mean, the people saying that they bet Trey Lance to win MVP. Yeah, a lot of them. Um. Well, it's kind of right church, wrong pew. Well, look what Purdy did. But he was supposed to come in and have success. He set up beautifully with the weapons around him. I know. But he can't throw the ball. I guess. I mean, look, I never bought into it. No, I didn't either, but I I, I could. I just, I love that team so much that I had them winning their division, but it was kind of an anti-Trey Lance thing anyway. I mean, just like. He can be bad, and they can still win that division. I yeah. thought the Rams would come back a little bit. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, the, in that same price range, Jalen Hurts was there during the summertime at 40-1. to 1. Now, that was a great bet, despite it now probably being a loser. Right. We both had the Colts. We both had the Broncos to make the playoffs. The Denver thing I thought was easy, though. I mean, you get Wilson, you have a good defense. You should be able to make the playoffs. Who saw that coming with Wilson? And the horrible season that he had, and Hackett was clueless and lost and out of, and over his head from the get go right. on the Monday night game. But the, the Colts thing, very the the Colts thing with the offensive line, and what happened, biggest concern by a mile. Yes, more than anything else to do with that team, more than the coach, I would say. Now, if Jeff Saturday gets the job, talk to me then, and that might be a real possibility. Oh my! Uh, I if, mean, if, if he hires him, come on. One and seven? Well, I'll ask you this right now. Uh, of either of those two teams to bounce back next year, clearly you would expect it from Denver, right? More right. than Indy? Right. Especially, I mean, that's sight unseen here with the new coach of the Broncos. That might be Jim Harbaugh, by the way. If he goes there, if it's um, Dan Quinn, D coordinator for the Cowboys, and if they bring back Saturday, I mean, I, I, there's no way I could have any confidence in that team at all next year. No chance. Mm-hmm. We're getting people who bet Derek Carr to win the MVP. He was as low as 40 to 1. Yeah. They went out and got Adams. They were a playoff team last year. The thought was he could throw for, you know, he would sail over 4,000 yards, probably 35 touchdowns, and make, you know, maybe make the playoffs again this year. Never happened. Blew so many games. But the amount of people who had the Broncos and the Colts, uh, you know, I mean. But the Rams, we I, I had the Rams win the division. I mean, you never had a chance. I mean, I know the, the injury; they weren't that good to begin with. But all the injuries, you just don't stand a chance when it's uh, that many injuries mm-hmm. and you become a mass unit. So, 
I brought this up during the uh, actually before the break. I said, "What's going to happen to this country when the Super Bowl falls okay. on Valentine's Day?" <laughs> good, good tweet from Moneyline Marv on Twitter. Twenty twenty seven is the first year we could get Valentine's is Day on right? Sunday. Do we go to eighteen teams by then? Meaning they when they skip that, they completely avoid Valentine's Day, and then it's played on President's Day weekend the next week. Eighteen weeks. 18, 18 weeks in 18, the regular 18 season. Games. 18, 18, 18 games. 18 games. Yeah, they push it back a week. You, you, boy, what you oh, said during boy. the break. Oh, yeah, you don't have a problem getting a reservation at a yeah. restaurant. Where do you want to go? You can be right. Where do you want to go on Valentine's <laughs> night, the day of the Super Bowl? You ah. name your place. Oh, my God. Good job, Marv. That good observation. How do you win out? How do you oh, possibly win that night? What do you do? I guess you, you do it Saturday, you do it Monday. The whole thing's ridiculous. Oh, that's not good enough. The day on the calendar dictates the love and affection you show to somebody. So silly. Get out of here. Do away with this hallmark nonsense. Right. Right. It's like with, with the with the with Shauna. But I was like, hey, all the, there's always Valentine's Day. I'm always getting. You're always asking for stuff. What the hell are you talking about? Right. Now I got to get you roses or some ice. You get jewelry. It's all you ask for. Yeah. You women, women with the purses and all this stuff. I told this story before on the air. The guy who I won Last Man Standing with in 2006, he told his current wife. They've been married for a long time now. This is before they got married. He told them, look, I'm not getting you anything for Valentine's Day. I don't do presents. I don't do Christmas. Going in. Going in. Going in. And if you don't like it, fine. Find somebody else. I got a lot of respect for this guy. Awesome. He's the same, he's, he's the same guy that ended a relationship because the girl was late. All the, yeah, all the time. Called it off. He was engaged to her. He says, I can't do it. You're never on time. That's eating peas one at a time. You're late all the time. Yes, that's yes. it for me. I'm out of here. I've uh, warned you yeah. several times. Yeah, it's incredible. Right? So, just uh, well, or you could just you just lie to her. You say, "Hey, dinner's at seven when it's at six thirty. Six thirty. That'll help. But out. then when she's at when, what happens when it's seven thirty? Then, then you know the first time you're like, uh, "What did I get myself into here? I'm gonna end this one early." Not all, but not only good for him, but how about the wife saying, "I'm okay with that." Good for her. Yeah, right. Well, I also have many questions. Like, why? How come you're always late? Like, how, what, how do you function Monday through Friday, 9 to 5? Are uh, you late for work every day? Right. How are you not fired? I mean, what do you do? How can you not be on time for simple stuff? How Dinner you, reservations. It's not It's not around. It's not like Guns N' Roses back in the day. Axl Rose will take the stage around 9 o'clock. It's like the dinner's at 9. Yeah. Dinner's at 8. What The show's at 8.30. I'll see you around 9.30 then. Oh. No respect. That the was lack so of good. respect for other human beings. Drove Metallica insane. They toured together. They go, no, no. We're going on first. Right. This Axel Pose, this guy's a character. Sure. I mean, sure. this guy, no way. Will Aaron Rodgers announce his retirement before week one, 2023 regular season? Some global prices here. The yes is plus 250, no is minus $4. No, he has the power. I don't know what he's, it's, cer- it's certainly, we've been down this road before, but it kind of looked like there was something there with uh, hanging onto the jersey and waving goodbye and, and who knows. And then we do this business. The same thing's going to happen with Brady. VEASAN's own Matt Eumann said he's coming to Las Vegas next year. I'll buy into that. Right. Well, it should have happened before. John Gruden, of all people, put the kibosh on it. Yeah, that was nah, good. I, don't, I don't like him. I'd rather have Carr. <laughs> okay, Gruden, who loves Nate Peterman and thought Tebow was going to be an NFL star. I mean, God. He's one of the worst all-time talent evaluators. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, go, go back and look at recent drafts when Gruden right. was here. They whiffed on everybody. I think that's a mistake. I think Tom should just, no matter what happens, retire, go into the booth and make your TV money. That's McVeigh. I mean, McVeigh should have retired. Go out on top. That'd be a bad move by Tom. How about Rodgers' next team in 2023 if it's yep. not Green Bay? The same team, the Raiders, the shortest shot in the board at 4-1. to one. Followed by the Colts and Jets at 5-1. to one. Same thing with the Titans. I think Titans would be pretty damn good if they got Aaron Rodgers. It'd be great for the league if he went to New York. 
Yeah, that'd be solid. It'd be hard for him because Zach Wilson would make his life miserable every day in practice. Like he said, yes, so watch out. Zach Wilson's coming for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, that'll be tough. Uh, I mean, how about the Saints? That that'd be a good landing spot. And then Payton goes back to New Orleans. Uh huh. Well, the whole the Sean Payton thing's enormous. Where does he go? Then the dominoes start to fall from there. Not only coaching, but also maybe the quarterback carousel. Uh, also, I like what Randy Cross said earlier this hour, and it makes a lot of sense. We kicked it around yesterday. Y- you need to evaluate a lot of things, including the division. Sure, good answer. Yeah, where can yeah. I come in and do damage? I mean, I, I, let's. I know twenty million dollars a year would help, but you want to be in the same division as Mahomes? I mean, he's won sixteen in a row on the road in the division. <laughs> I mean, what, what are they? They're forty-two and six. Going back in the division? You're up against that dude who's basically right. unbeatable since 2018. Yeah. I think you said it last yesterday, too. Stay out of the AFC. I got Burrow, Allen, and, and Mahomes. And Herbert. And Herbert, yeah. Come on. Uh, all right, time now for the uh, pro tip of the hour. Get these uh, every hour on the show and uh, on the network. That means at least 20 every single day per Ross Tucker. Dallas, biggest threat to the Eagles and Niners in the NFC. Currently 5-1 to one to win the conference. 12-1 to to win the Super Bowl. That's his pro tip. He thought third best team in the NFC. You agree with that? That's a tough call. They might be the third best team, but they could still lose it's, on Monday night. Yeah, that, that is true. I'm, I'm racking my brain. Guys, we need your help. I cannot find Tom Brady go, uh, as a home playoff underdog. I can't find it. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough like rookie year or going back early in New England. 35 and 12 career playoff record. He's been a dog 10 times. He's 7 and 3 straight up. I mean, when when would this guy have been a home playoff underdog? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Right. So, uh, yeah. In that time frame? If it has happened. Yep. This is nuts what's on the Monday night game. Pro tip available for pro subscribers only at vsin.com where you can sort them by sport and by show. We'll go over more tidbits from the regular season coming up in the next hour. They were 16-1 to 1 to win their conference about seven or eight weeks ago. That number is long gone. Can you guess the team we're talking about? We'll tell you coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.